welcome, welcome. This is Sharon Johnson and you're in for a treat. This is the Cultivate Show with Conversation with Leaders. Now, why do I do this show? The purpose of the show is truly to get leaders to maximize their potential, enhance and add value to the lives of others. Now, in these conversations, it's just been so amazing. The guests who've been coming in and today, I get the opportunity to have one of these great conversations with a very special person. I'm not going to say any more because all the way from Washington State, with me is Jan McDonald. Jan, I am so excited that you have decided to join me on the conversations. I can't wait to learn from you. I've been watching you and I've been just uh, looking at your work and I know today in this conversation, you're going to bring so much more value to the show. So I won't say anything else. I'll let you go ahead and tell the world, who are you? Oh, gee, thank you, Sharon. I am absolutely honored to be here with you. You have helped me so much um, and I really appreciate you. I appreciate this opportunity to be able to share and speak to the other people who may want to learn a little bit about leadership. I'm a performance coach and a leadership consultant. I've been doing this since 2015. I had a full-time job for a while. I was the CEO of faith-based pregnancy medical centers. And um, you know, you can't get any higher than the CEO. So I, I kind of um, felt like I needed to do something more with my life, but I wasn't sure what it was. And when the opportunity came up to become a coach and a leadership consultant and a speaker, I just jumped on it. I knew that is what I was meant to do. So that's who I am. I have two, I have three kids, actually a stepson. I have a daughter and a son as well, four grandbabies. And I'm married. I've been married for 30 something years, a long time. Yeah. So that's who I am. Wow. Well, thank you for being on the show. And I know you bring so much value again as a performance coach. That is, that's a very unique position. I can imagine just coaching people to just really perform with high productivity. And I'm sure you'll get into what that means later on. So again, folks, welcome to the show. We're going to get started because Jan has so much to share. And again, with our focus on leadership and engagement. Now, here's a question I have for you, Jan, because people are out there. You know, the coronavirus has uh, just so many people are quarantined and so many people are looking for a voice. Maybe people are looking for a place to go to where they could get solid information and people, there's so much noise, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, what do I watch? Who do I listen to? And mm -hmm. so that's behind what I want to do here is for people to find this place and find source. And when they walk away from listening to us today, they could say, aha, I can apply that to my life. And I will remember that lady Jan and that lady Sharon, who that day poured into me and changed my life during this time. So question for you is simply on leadership. Leadership is everything. Leadership is influence. Engagement is everything. Engagement is influence. But I want you to tell us, why is leadership so significant right now? Uh, well, leadership is really significant in any kind of challenge or crisis because crisis move us. And we can be either moved in a positive direction or we can be moved in a negative direction. And I remember when we were first quarantined, 
the fear. Well, and maybe the fear still is huge, but most people were so encompassed with fear that they couldn't even think straight. And we as leaders, we have a choice to make. We have a decision. We can be positive or we can jump in with the negative people. Mm. And as a leader, my choice, or I think any leader's choice should be to stay positive, to stay positive, to stay calm. We need to have a voice of, um, a voice of hope and security and encouragement for our people. People are looking to be led, just like what you said, Sharon. They're looking to be led. They're looking for someone who's gonna show them the way because they are confused. They don't know the way at this particular point in time. And you're absolutely right. You're so right about the news and the noise. And um, I'll tell you for me, <laughs> once I stopped watching the news, my old attitude totally came up and I was able to be more positive in that particular, in, in that time. So I think people are looking for strong people who will lead them in the direction of hope. No, Jen, you mentioned a word, um, a voice of hope, you know, and I know just looking at leadership and having studied leadership a lot of times, just um, talk with someone the other day and she talked about just having that voice of hope. Where even with leaders today during some of my coaching sessions, uh, leaders are talking about the significance of showing up, the significance of being there, just being able to, to, to be there for their people, to be present. And I would just want you to define what, when you say the voice of hope, could you dig a little deeper into that for me? Well, I think as a leader, having the voice of hope, yeah. we need to show them the way. And we need to have a plan. And when we show them that we have a plan, and again, that plan might change like 30 minutes from now, because that's what crisis is all about. It moves and changes so quickly. So we have to be adaptable and flexible. And to show our people that, okay, we might not have all of the answers, but we have most of them. And we also know where to get them if we don't have them. I think that that's going to provide hope for them. And I can't remember if I heard this correctly. Someone said that you can live some amount of time without oxygen, not long, but you cannot live without hope. And so people want to know that you have a path for them to take during this time of confusion. Wow, that is just amazing. I looked at um, Stephen. This, it's interesting that you talk about that because Stephen Colbert, Fifth Habit, talked about we just need to listen, right? That's really what's talk about listen to understand and then to be understood yeah. to your point. I love that. Now people are listening. And as they listen, what should they do really? You know, why should I even follow you? Why should I even listen to you as a leader? What, what should people do? So when I'm, I'm fairly fearless, I'm not afraid of very much. And so <laughs> to my detriment, um, I don't understand people who are afraid. I just, I just don't get it sometimes. So I have found for me is that I really had to get more sensitive. Mm -hmm. I really had to develop more empathy because, and remind myself that people are coming from different spheres in their lives. They all have different things going on in their lives at this particular point in time. And I need to lean in to mm -hmm. what the people need. 
as a leader, I need to put the people first rather than um, my attitudes or my agenda or my potential judgments that I might have with someone who might be really fearful. So I had to become really more sensitive. And I think um, leaning in and listening and not affirming, what's the word? Validating how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way opens up more opportunities for people to trust me. Oh, I can't believe I admitted that out loud. <laughs> that I, I wasn't really that good at it going into this crisis, but I have learned. Um, yeah. I love the way you put that leaning in. And I, you know, for a minute, I just felt like I'm in a coaching moment, right? Because I'm leaning in and you talk about validating mm -hmm. leaders' behaviors, right? Validate what they actually teach and talk about, right? Yeah. The way that leaders connect with people, the things that people do, leaders need to connect with energy. Even mm -hmm. now, leaders need to be connecting with people at a place with a calm voice, as you talk about. Now, yeah. we know that these are some of the things that leaders should do, and there's so many things that they could read. Now, I know, as um, earlier you mentioned, what you do, and as a woman of faith, and just uh, looking at what you do, while we want to have these conversations, we want to be clear that people have faith in yeah in themselves like napoleon hill talks about faith as a state of mind right mixing mm -hmm. faith and persistence and desire when you put that together it becomes irresistible right it's, it, it, you just see things happening but some people can't get there by themselves would you agree yes. some people they're stuck you know and fear fear steps in Jan. I, I tell people fear is real yeah is it, is it real Mm -hmm. Well, I've heard a couple of different things. I mean, the emotion of fear can feel real, um, but I was always told fear, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. And I think sometimes our perspective that we take of the event that is happening can cause more fear than the event itself. Like, I think that fear was spreading faster than the virus in this particular case. I think the fear was so all-encompassing that it was debilitating. And I, like what you said, how we educate ourselves and what goes into our mind and what we allow ourselves to learn at that time can really um, enhance our fear, which we don't want, or it can take our fear away. Absolutely. And so when we talk about fear is real, really the defining moment of that is what we feel is real sometimes. What we feel, and they say um, perspective is a reality, is what people feel. So today, people are feeling a lot of fears. As we know, you and I today, well, here in Texas, everything is open. Maybe where you are, everything is open and people are going out and people still need to hear that voice of hope, the voice of a leader. So, I mean, I love to always ask, right? Being a big reader, and I know you're a big reader yourself, what would you recommend? Maybe a book, maybe a quote, maybe some scripture, and I just want you to just elaborate on any recommendations that you would give to the folks listening today. So one of my favorite scriptures uh, that deals with mindset is Philippians 4.8. Mm. And this is what we are to think on. We are to think on what is true, what is noble, what is of good report, 
what is lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. I call that the Tienerplatt verse. That's the only way I could remember all those. And so when we go into what if mode, oh my gosh, this might happen, this might happen. What if it, no, no, that's not true. That's a what if. So we are to think on those things that are true. And if it hasn't happened yet, it's not true. So we can't think on that. And we need to think on the good report, the, the good things that are going on in this particular point in time. Um, we, we are to dig in the manure heap and find the pony, you know, to find the pony that's underneath there. So I love that verse, Philippians 4, 8. That's a great one for me to camp on mentally when I need, when I need a little bit um, more for, to stay emotionally stable. But funny, you should ask about a book. But I have written a book on leadership. It's called Fruitful Leadership, Leading by the Fruit of the Spirit. And um, I would highly recommend that book. <laughs> Absolutely. I would want to read that book, too. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. And I couldn't think of better characteristics to pull into my life than love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And there's one more I'm missing. But those nine fruit of the spirit, uh, I just couldn't think of anything better to, um, to bring into my life that would help me to lead better, especially relationally. Wow. So, and I love how you, you called all of those was fruitful leadership. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm digging in. And if I may ask you, could you just tell us a little bit more about your book? Like, what would I get? When I read that, especially now, for me, who is, if I'm that person looking for a space right now to just lay my, to rest in, and um, tell me a little more if you don't mind, because I want to make sure people go out and get that book. So um, I wrote the book because I felt God wanted me to write the book. Mm -hmm. And um, I have found I don't have any problem telling anybody else what to do. Oh, but when it comes to leading me, that is the most difficult thing. And so I wrote the book because when I looked at those characteristics, I knew that probably gentleness, probably the one I missed. I knew that some of those characteristics I really needed to grow in. And for me also, what better peace and calm can I get? to know that the almighty God of the universe is with me all the time and he's helping me in any circumstance. And so this book brings that out. There's a lot of good stories in there. I have a background of drug and alcohol abuse and have overcome that. Um, and so I, there's a lot of that in there as well. And if I can overcome those things in my life, this book is definitely going to help you overcome any challenge that you might have in your life. You know, my tagline for my business is bringing out the best in you and then some. And I put and then some on the end because some people sometimes don't know that there's so much more that they could bring out in their lives. And so this book is about that. It's about becoming the best you. Wow, I love it. I'm definitely going to get my copy, Becoming the Best You. Earlier this week, I wrote a, 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 some content on the best you, self-leadership. Wow. So thank you for sharing that. So I, my, my 
hope here at Cultivate is for people to truly just go out. And what you've shared with us inspired us so much. I know right now I'm inspired. Like I would always say, give me more, give me more, right? You know, because I in right now for me, this is an elevated moment for me because I'm learning from you. There are a lot of things and there's a sweet calm. There's a sweet spirit that you bring out as a, I could see that performance coach coming out right there. So thank you for oh, thank you. to learn. So calm, so peaceful that I really don't want you to stop talking, you know? What else can you share about, you know, anything else that's on your mind that you'd want a person to really say, let me take this and apply to my life today? So um, I am doing a leadership roundtable called Leading Through Crisis. And I had uh, some leaders on this roundtable yesterday. And we, the last question that we talked about was, what can you do to stay more positive? And I just thought it was the most amazing sharing. So maybe as a leader, if you are here learning to maybe what you can take back to your team, let me just share with you a couple of things that these, these people told me. So one of them was, you've got to stay connected. Uh, the lady who shared that was a business owner, and she's not sure she's going to be able to open up again, but she felt being connected with other people and talking with other people she realized she was not alone in the struggle. And so I thought connecting with others was great. The second, one of the ladies is a nonprofit of an organization. And so of course their funding is down and she's been very overwhelmed. And one of the things that she did, of course she's got kids at home too, is she said, you have to physically change your perspective. So what she did was she got out of her office, got out of her house, left her phone and her computer there and went outside into the backyard and sat in the sun and took a deep breath. And she said just changing her physical perspective really helped her a lot. Mm -hmm. One of the other ladies shared that, oh my gosh, you've got to keep your sense of humor. <laughs> but you have to understand the timing of the sense of humor because sometimes people might not always think that what you think is funny is funny at that particular point in time. But it's good to keep your sense of humor. And then I personally think we should celebrate all wins, no matter how big, no matter how small, because think of all the new things that we are all learning. We're learning Zoom. We're learning um, how to work from home with kids in the background, maybe how to be a parent and a teacher at the same time, maybe how to work in the same workspace with your husband, uh, those kinds of things. Um, we had um, some people on a call that my husband was on last night, and there was a 92-year-old couple that learned how to use Zoom. Whoa. We were high-fiving them across the airways. It was so awesome. So um, in we're learning so many things. So even if it's just like getting out of bed and getting dressed and getting out of your jammies, man, that's a high-five in yeah. today's day. Yeah. Just, just to really celebrate all wins no matter how small so those were some things i just wanted to share for leaders who are leaning in to want to impact their teams in a positive way and to try and keep that positive going on rather than the negativity right i love those tips and i believe that what you just shared john is so fundamental you know they may sound so simple but they're so crucial at yeah. the same time and i do hope people can really grab this thank you for those great applications because those are those you can adopt and those you can really do and, and that's what we want leadership to be we want leadership to be applicable right we want it to yeah. be adoptable is that correct yes yeah yeah 
Yeah. yeah. So we've just talked about a lot of things and I just know that all of what you've shared with Jen is just priceless. Now, I wish I could just um, take you and just bring you right, you know, and, and keep you and pour more into me. But I want you to tell people where they can find you so you can continue to pour in their lives, your book, where they can find not just your book, but your business, everything about you. So people, someone is able to connect with you. Tell us, please. So my um, website is jan-mcdonald.com mm -hmm. and you can find me there. Um, you can find me on Facebook. My personal page, which is way more fun than my business page, is Jan, <laughs> at Jan Bear McDonald. And my business page is Jan Marie McDonald. Um, on either one of those pages, you can find me. That will get you, um, if you would like to get on my email blast every Monday morning, you'll get some leadership tips from me. And I'll dabble a little bit in mindset change as well. My book, Fruitful Leadership, Leading by the Fruit of the Spirit, is on Amazon. And it's both in um, paperback and it's both and it's also in a uh, Kindle version as well. I like regular books so I can, you know, mark them up and dog ear the pages and things like that. And I think that's it. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we don't, we know where to find you now. And certainly folks, thank you again for sharing and thank you for joining in on this. My name again, the host of Cultivator Sharon Johnson, and you can always find me at my name, drsharonjohnson.net, or you certainly can find this conversation and many other conversations from across the world at the Cultivate Online University. So I am so grateful, Jen, that you've joined us. Follow me on Facebook, Cultivate, at same C2M, Cultivate is the word I use. Cultivate means communicate to motivate. And again, just to remind you again, the purpose of Cultivate is to help leaders maximize their God-given potentials uh, enhance and add value to the lives of others. Mm. So today, Jen, thank you for adding value, not just to my life, but for every life that will watch after today. All right? My thank pleasure. You. Thank you for asking me. Yes, ma'am. Folks, stay beautiful, stay fabulous, stay motivated, and as usual, be great and be strong. Thank you.